Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 327, recorded on May 20th, 2021. On tonight's episode with special guest Andre Sagers from Game Explain, we talk about latest news on Nintendo's Mario Golf and Skyward Sword, this summer's flood of gaming events, and our road to E3. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and you're listening to Nintendo Dads, episode 327. It is May 20th, 2021, and we are on the road to E3. Well, I mean, we're not really on the road to E3. We're referred to metaphorical road. It's it's like a rainbow road. It's just something Justin came up with so we can have a bunch of guests on the show and talk about E3. (laughs) You make it sound like I didn't actually spend a lot of time thinking about it. I'm sure you did. I have spent a lot of times in DMs and I thought it sounded like road to WrestleMania, to be completely honest. I'm shocked you're not on board with this. I'm on board with it. I'm just saying we're not on a road. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. We're all here and we're on something. Uh, We may just not be able to tell you what it is. What are we on exactly? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, We're off the rails is what we are. Uh, Guys, uh, we are indeed approaching one of the most important times of the year uh, for video game journalists, video games as a hobby, and that is E3. And so over the next few weeks, you're going to see lots of guests come through the show, and we're going to talk about a lot of what we think we'll see, predictions, rumors, hopes, dreams, all kinds of things like that. And joining me on this show tonight, Let's talk about that. Mr. Justin Masson. How are you, Justin? Yeah, I'm doing all right now that you shot down my hard work. I've been doing for like a week. Yeah, meanie, but I'm doing all right. I'm excited. This really is like I'm getting more and more excited about E3. We're getting there. I was we were saying in the pre-show, I was like, I just I just need to start seeing a schedule. Like I'm a very schedule oriented person. Show me a calendar. What time am I expected to lo- yeah, lo- to log in? It's not business, Justin, for nothing. No, I mean, I'm really, but I'm, you know what? We're here with Andre and he's got, I'm, I'm, he's been E3 all the time. He knows what's going on. So I'm excited to, uh, to hear what's going on with his opinion as well. And man, Nintendo has had a week ups, downs, and a lot of Nintendo, what you doing moments. You know what I'm saying? A lot of that. Or not doing. Or or not doing. That's exactly right. We're going to talk about it all. Jesse Waldack, straight from the Midwest. How you doing, buddy? Good. So for like Nintendo, when you doing? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> well, foreshadowing for the show. You doing okay, though? Everything's good. You said you'd had a week earlier. Sounds like he has. Going over to Tim. Yeah, Tim, oh, how yeah. are you, Sorry. sir? <laughs> He's still trying to get back Tim on off. track. <laughs> uh, you're on track. You got the Bowser hat on, man. Yes, I What's do. And my Bowser shirt. My King Bowser oh. shirt here. Oh, so. I like it. I like it. So how are I'm you? I'm Bowsering it up. <laughs> Um, just, I'm having a good time, uh, as always, and happy to be here because originally I was thought I wasn't going to be here because of work, but things, uh, worked out and I was able to get here and talk some E3 with all of you guys. So just, they worked out again. by work not happening. Yes, exactly. So, it's so weird. Cause you were on the, in the discord chat. You were like, I don't want to do anything with, I don't want to hang out with Andre at all. You were so angry about him. You were like, I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the whole beef. I don't want to hear there were words nonsense. that I had never heard out of you before. It was so inappropriate. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Andre, our guest this week from Game Explain, Andre Seegers. How you doing, bud? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's fun to be here. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. We were talking about this. 
uh, before that we kind of got rolling in the official show in our pre-show about how long it's been since you've been on the show here. 30 years. Uh, with <laughs> <laughs> everything feels like, you know, like one of these days when we're sitting around talking to our grandkids and be like, let grandpa tell you about the pandemic. And they're going to be like, no, we don't want to hear any more about it. Not again, grandpa. <laughs> Not again. But man, we are so honored uh, for you to take a little bit of time out from your life. Uh, and you're uh, all the things Game Explain's got going on for you to hang out with us tonight. So we really do appreciate you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm honored to be your first E3 guest. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, there is a literal ton of stuff in the notes tonight to uh, talk about. And so how about we just dive straight in, shall we? Do it. Do it. Do it some more. Do it. Hit the buttons. Do it some more, Marty. Do it. I don't hit the buttons. Jesse. Jesse, hit the buttons. Hit the buttons, Jesse. You asked for it. You told me every single time we do that segue, I have to do that. That's right. I did tell you, you know, you you need to to jazz it up a little bit. Uh, Speaking of jazzing some things up, Justin, uh, who supports the news, by the way? Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com backslash Nintendo Dads is where you can get your discount code. Use 25% off. I thought it was lawnmower. Of course, patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. That's why we don't require manscaping and ads. Uh, And for as little as a dollar a month, you can head over there and help us to fund this dumpster fire of a podcast that we do every single week. But we appreciate you so much. Uh, Thank you to the over 115 supporters that support us every single month. And of course, if you're in our Discord, if you're in the back channels, you know what's going on. Then, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear more information about our major, major event, Dad Fest, coming up. We have partnered with our, our, our arch rivals, the Mega Dads. And in June, we are having a Dad Fest event. We're going to have more details in there. We're going to look for participation. We're going to look for a golf tournament. We're really excited. Uh, so, of course, if you're on patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, you can join in. Justin, I was I, I just have to say I was really impressed uh, after uh, last week after we called the Mega Dads GoBots uh, that uh, they extended the invitation. Yeah, the, the the problem was that was so far in the works already that by me calling them GoBots, they were already pretty much committed to this thing with with us. So, uh, it, like, I, like they were they were they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, absolutely, Andre. If you miss it, we we were saying that we're Transformers and they're GoBots. So Got it. If you have if, if you have a, a a loving memory of GoBots, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I actually do. That's actually the show I watched. Oh, <laughs> <really? No>. wow. <laughs> Every morning, oh, I'll no. wake up early to catch it. Uh, we were just talking last week about how it hasn't aged well. That or He-Man. It's just not, you know, it's kind of unwatchable now. Yep. He-Man, you boob! Yep. <laughs> oh, look at that. Well, guys, let's, ta- let's hop right in and let's talk about one positive thing that Nintendo did this week, which was to premiere a brand new trailer from Mario Golf Super Rush, uh, which gave us our first real... Uh, overview of the game. This uh, dropped, I believe it was on Tuesday. Uh, so it's been a couple of days and we've had plenty of time to kind of look over it. Uh, lots of things included here as well as looking at main game modes, uh, uh, showing off uh, different characters, which some of them were a complete surprise. I've seen the internet kind of uh, explode over the fact that you can play King Babom, uh, as well as Charge and Chuck, who Charging ironically... Chuck? Uh, plays football, but he's in a golf game. <laughs> Those skills are intertra- interchangeable. There's right, the same right, sport. Right. It's totally the same. So sport. I just wanted to, to kind of dive in. Obviously, we've all had probably had a chance to to look at this trailer. 
uh, and and kind of take it in by now. What are, what were you guys' thoughts, Andre? Uh, we'll start with you. Uh, what what do you think about Mario Golf? Is it, are they headed in a good direction? You like what you're seeing, etc. Yeah, I think they're they are heading in a good direction. Um, it's been a while since we've had a Mario Golf game, let alone a console Mario Golf game, which is where I prefer to play them. Although I guess this is both being on Switch. Um, and yeah, I like, I thought that world, I thought world tour was pretty or open, open tour, whatever it was on 3ds. I thought that was decent. Um, but this seems to be going a little bit farther with some of the concepts. So like the in-depth story mode, uh, where you, you could level up your character seemingly. Um, I like the different, you know, hazards we're seeing on the courses and the, you know, having some of the new characters there, like charge and Chuck, who I, I love. I'm a huge Mario world fan. So seeing a Mario world enemy being playable here is great. King of bomb classic. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I am excited for it. I'm 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 digging most of the things they're doing. I am a little concerned about some of the courses maybe looking just a little bit generic, like even with the Mario characters. Like there's a couple of courses that look almost identical. Like one takes place at a golf course, and the other in a like grassy field that like, looks just like the or you know I mean like a um, country club rather in the first in the first one. Um, but uh, that aside, I am excited for it. I think it looks cool, and uh, I'm eager to try it. So. I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned the the court like the look of the courses. I think for me overall, like not as a, a golf game fan, I do pick up the Mario golf games and play them uh, when they do come out. Like I I just that's kind of a head scratcher to me. I was talking with Adam Winter from Mega Dads about that on Twitter earlier this week, and he was like, "You've got all of this lore, all of this this lush area in the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom." And you pick grassy field. Yeah. You know, country that, that club. really, really doesn't even look like so it belongs in a Mario game. It looks like it belongs in the real world. Right. Now, they did show off like eventually you'll get to like a lava area that looks more like Bowser land or whatever. But I just, I don't get that. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really understand. But uh, I want to talk about, uh, well, let me ask you this Justin, Jesse, Tim. What did you guys think about the trailer? Uh, did did it? I, what, really, what I want to know is: were any of you on the fence about the game, and this trailer made you go, "Yes." Um, I don't know if I'd say it was on the fence. I'd already pre-ordered it, but really, I pre-ordered it because I know our community will want to play it, so I'm engaged with that idea. Um, I think what it what it pushed me over a little bit more onto is actually the battle golf. They showed that at the end. I, don't, I think oh, that was yeah. new, right? That was yes. something that looked really cool. The battle golf had my attention. Um, I still feel like it's a little bit trying to be a little bit of everything. There's a lot of options, right? We've got speed golf, battle golf, standard golf, adventure golf. And I'm like, okay, so like, what am I, what am I trying to actually do? It seems a little bit, um, a little bit argy bargy. The other part of it that I'm a little bit, there's a little tingle in the back, like this spidey senses tingling hairs in the back of my neck are up and and maybe Andre, you can talk me down on this one. (laughs) It's done by the same folks, Camelot, who did Mario tennis. And on the switch and Mario tennis came out and it was kind of like, it was, it was okay. You know, it kind of came out like at a 60% and it took like a year long of DLCs and free updates to get it to like a 80%. And I'm a little bit worried. Is that what we're expecting that we might see here? I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? And, and Andre, I'll throw that to you. Are you concerned at all? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, it's weird because Camelot was practically the ones that invented the Mario sports games and they made mm-hmm. I still think we were some of the best ones being uh, 64 uh, Mario Golf and tennis on the GameCube and 64. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, something happened in the last decade or so where I don't know the team completely changed over or what happened. Uh, but there there have been, like, I think some 
some major issues with you know some of their games. And yeah, it, I mean, the biggest issue, of course, was Mario Tennis on the Wii yeah. U. What, Mario Tennis eight was that Ace? No, that wasn't Ace. Ultra, Ultra Smash. Ultra Smash. Thank Smash. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, which was <laughs> the E3 demo showed off like eighty percent of the game, and that took place on a, on a court with like four characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, and then Ace has improved upon the formula, but yeah, it didn't quite hit at the same level the previous ones did. I will say, based on what I've seen of Mario Golf, it looks closer to the games I remember growing up with more than Mario Tennis did. I actually did enjoy Aces for for whatever issues it may have had. Um, yeah. So I am optimistic. I think they probably learned lessons from Aces. I have seen some complaints about the roster. Some people want to see even you know more of the typical Mario cast, but I'm like, you know, we got most of the mainstays. I'm happy with the new characters they're introducing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I, I do get, I do see your point though, but there being like a lot of modes, um, mm-hmm. that's not entirely new to Mario tennis though, even, or sorry, uh, Mario golf. Um, they've all, they've all had like their own gimmicks along the way and they all haven't been great. So that might be yeah. the case here too. Battle golf looks cool, but maybe it'll be lame in practice, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things I'm concerned of. Like, so those are like one, is there one stage for battle golf, right? It's the same one every single time. Right. What? I, and I think this is a little bit of kind of going back to the statement that Marty and you both made earlier, which is. Yeah, yeah, you showed me a, a lush golf green. Tell me there's more. <laughs> tell me there's more. I've seen a couple more, but you you you, you got to tell me there's more. Like I got to see a I got to see a good like hey, we've got we've got I don't know 30 30 good golf courses for you to try and that are different rotations, right? And different well, challenges. Justin, and I I'm just reading, don't feel like that's there. I'm reading some notes that uh I found when I was looking over this uh six lavish locations to choose from. So we've already seen three of four of those. Is it country club, field, desert, and lava? So what are the other two? I don't well, know. Well, I, I wonder if when they're saying lavish locations, is it like, and in this location, there are several courses or is it just one course? Like, yeah. are they biodomes? Maybe it was lava-ish because of Bowser's course. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, I, I think back, we've got 35 years of Mario lore here, like, of places that they could golf at. Like, why are we not, why am I not golfing on an 8-bit, like, M- Mario 1-inspired course and then one for Mario 2 and Mario 3 and 64? Space? And, Mario Galaxy? Like, why? Yeah, right. I want to golf between planets, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think... Go ahead. Meters? No, no, you go ahead. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say, I think the game does feel perhaps a, a little safe, but, you know, maybe that's what we need to. Maybe they don't need to go, you know, too too wild with the idea and just make it competent. But um, I think it was uh, Justin that brought up the point uh, that uh, they only have one course for battle golf, which is weird to me because all the courses in this game... Oh, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I started hearing something. I heard myself through the headset. I had Twitch open. I'm sorry. That totally okay. threw me no off. I'm like, I was like, did I we thought, lose him? Like, he just, <laughs> he just stopped. I thought, I thought someone else was talking for a second, and I was trying to look at the Twitch chat, and then I, started, then I recognized my, my own voice. Like, what the hell's going on here? All right, anyway, I'm not, I'm not losing. I'm here. Uh, so I, the weirdest thing, though, is I think uh, Justin was saying, um, as I was also saying, <laughs> uh, Battle Golf looks cool. One course, though, and it's weird because in this in this case, it seems all the courses take place or all the holes take place in the same physical space. Like you have nine or 18 holes in the same, on the same map. And yeah. that you would think that would lend itself perfectly well to battle golf too. So I don't know. It's hard to say we need to play it. <laughs> Another yeah, thing I, too, that's here, a great like point with the, with the adventure mode. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of people who are excited about that. Um, a couple of things I wanted to point out was we, you know, we had a story mode 
in Mario Tennis Aces. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. <laughs> like it was, it was real, like just kind of tacked on. I hope this is not that. Uh, it does look like there's a little bit more to it as far as like leveling up or, or whatever, but uh, how can we get such a robust me creator in <laughs> Metopia that's out tomorrow? And then we go backwards to the old we era flat me's for this. I, I that that was that was kind of jarring because I was like, oh, that surely everything will be have that kind of upgraded me thing from now. Nope. It's it's all. I mean, I agree with you, and it's almost kind of weird that we're seeing like a, a recent resurgence of me's. Like Nintendo mm-hmm. was ignoring them largely, mm-hmm. aside from the profile icons, and now we have two games back to back taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the, Nint- the fact that uh, Metopia has the enhanced me system yeah. would make it in, just innately incompatible with anything else. It's like you, you can't backfill them into Smash or anything else. Yeah, I was yeah. I was on the N- Nintendo Pals podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we had this conversation about Mies, and I kind of said that the Mies were such a. I think Nintendo was so burned by the Wii U that they were like, "We are, we are that is dead to us. Anything associated with exactly. it, as much as we can, yep. we are clean cutting it." And I think now that they're four years into their life cycle and realizing that, yeah, we have definitely rebuilt our brand, we've remade some successes. We're going to try and kind of pull over some of these things that really worked well for us. And I think it's why you're seeing them re-engaged. I also think it's kind of now trying to reposition it again, because that success, one of the successes that made the Wii such a success was, believe it or not, Mies, I think in some way, right? Because you can make your own. It could feel like you're part of the game, totally. right? You really had your avatar, right? Of course, that began the whole avatar, building your own avatar uh, kind of time that we had. And so I think with Nintendo saying, we want to continue to get into the markets. We want to continue to get into other houses that do not have it. Let's reintroduce a character that helps get it, get us into these homes. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could really feel like it was personalized to you. So I wouldn't be shocked if we continued, excuse me, if we continue to see more Mies, uh, can with this franchise. Go ahead, Tim. I look at it a little bit differently. Whereas I think Nintendo did back off the Mies because they were trying to, and I think they even mentioned this, that they were trying to, go for the hardcore gamer, if you will, the harder gamers, uh, not necessarily the casual gamers. So they went away from the casual marketing stuff like the Mies. And then as they went, as they're going further down the line, now they can start bringing out those games that are more casual games for families and all that. And, and yeah. And then, okay, now let's bring back the Mies back into the fold. Yeah. I'm going to give you a truth bomb right now, and you're going to hear it first. A Nintendo Dad's exclusive. Mies are what killed the Wii U. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it was. Mies killed the Wii U. Yeah. So just kind of here amongst our group, Justin's already got this game pre-ordered. Uh, Jesse, are you in for Mario Golf? I, I also had it pre-ordered from the start. And uh, for full transparency, I have not seen this new trailer. Oh, Okay, so looks like we're doing a live reaction after this show. Tim, are you in for Mario Golf? I am. I am in, but I'm I'm buying the physical version in the store. So um, I I didn't realize this would be like news item number one of the week. And then uh, so I was kind of not wanting to watch it, you know, trying to get get most get all this information natively instead of through a trailer. Gotcha. And and Andre, I'm more. 
I assume with you for you're in for Mario golf. And what we mean by that is Doug Bowser just rolls up to your house and takes you golfing. I assume is what Mario golf is for you. I live in Seattle now. So That's exactly my point. <laughs> <laughs> it is ironic that I moved to Seattle, like right before the pandemic. So I'm closer than ever to Nintendo. And uh, of course I can't see anything of them because, you know, there's no one's doing events locally yep. right now. So, yeah. Gotcha. But are you in for Mario golf? This Me? is a game that makes you want to like. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, despite, you play d- it. despite like my whatever hesitations I may have, oh, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I'm a big Mario Golf fan. I love playing with friends, like locally especially. And it's been we have. I don't think we've had a console one since the GameCube one, unless I'm misremembering something. Yeah, I don't think we have. Uh, so that's been nearly 20 years. So I'm so down for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I need I'm a- this to do well so that they will revive the volleyball wrestling Mario game concept that was. <laughs> You know, rumored to come Next out. Level Games was working on that, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I need that to come out. <laughs> I want to, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of Mario sports games they could they could either bring back or, or you know, uh, visit for the first time. Uh, I, I want a Mario Striker sequel, too. Where's that? Mm-hmm. And I want a yes. Mario's football game. Yes. <laughs> Charging <laughs> Chuck? Come on. Yeah. I'm going exactly. to be honest. I'd love a Mario hockey game. Yes. Yeah, that'd be pop. I mean, and like actually, where the fight, where the fights just break into like a like when they like decide to fight, it just breaks into Smash Brothers. You know, <laughs> like I it's just a that. Smash Brothers overlay. <laughs> yes. What I I love that we didn't talk about it at all as we're as we're kind of wrapping up talking about Mario Golf here is the uh, the outfit choices. Man, uh, there's some characters in this game that are, as the kiddos say today, serving up looks. Waluigi, uh, Waluigi, and Bowser looking like some yep. kind of goth lizard golfer <laughs> i mean it's awesome they're it's lit. awesome they're lit mm-hmm. they're lit they're lit yeah oh they're yeah. lit yeah yeah i, I saw suddenly i, I saw someone on twitter price out wario or waluigi's golf outfit and it was like 250 bucks <laughs> and it was like links links to actual places you could buy it i was oh, like man. I yeah, might I might be submitting a patreon receipt real soon for some sweet you, gear telling you right here all of that's stolen if it's well, oh, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Walked out the store with it. Well, uh, speaking of stuff that's in stores, Nintendo uh, Shadow Drop yesterday. Uh, some news about a brand new amiibo that is coming to store shelves soon. July 16th, you will be able to purchase the Zelda and Loftwing amiibo for $25 USD. Uh, this is to coincide with the release of Skyward Sword HD. And along with it comes a really, really neat feature. That has some people upset. Speaking of an opportunity for Nintendo to really take a mulligan. <laughs> right. It's a golf reference. Some of you'll get that, some of you won't. Yeah. So I even got that, and I'm not a golfer. <laughs> for those of you who haven't heard about this yet, uh, you know that uh, if you're familiar with Skyward Sword, you know that there's times in the game that you need to transfer uh, between the ground and the sky. And you can do this. Uh, via statues on the ground. Like, do you want to go back to uh, the sky? You can do that, and you can only do it from certain places unless unless you have this brand-new, shiny, um, you know, tchotchke that Nintendo is putting out where you can tap this amiibo at any time and transition in any place between the sky and land. Uh Seeing as how this is a huge element of Skyward Sword, it's really interesting to me that they've locked uh, such a quality of life upgrade behind what amounts to a paywall. 
uh, especially when it comes to anything Zelda and limited edition, because yesterday links dropped and they sold out in seconds <laughs> at Best Buy and Target. And no, I'm not bitter. I didn't get one. <laughs> uh, Andre, what do you make of this? Um, I, it's a gorgeous Amiibo. One of the best they've ever made. Uh, but what, what do you think about this whole kerfuffle? I honestly don't care that much. Um, I know some people are really upset by it. In in this case, it's uh, I, so fundamentally, I'm opposed to like locking behind, you know, locking important features behind Amiibo. Like I'm not a fan of using Amiibo in general. Even I think they're cool looking, but I, I just don't like the process of you know having it having to have it near me, scanning it, and all that, and then the fact that to pay for these features. With that being said, this is a feature no one asked for. No one like was clamoring for to be able to warp to the sky quickly or back. It would be convenient, sure, but it's not something the game needed. Like that's the least of the game's issues. Uh, not that it has any you know major problems. It's just there's other things that would fix first before that. Uh, but you know now that Nintendo announced this feature that no one ever wanted or expected, now people are upset that you have to pay to get it. And you know I get that on a principle level. Yeah, again, it sucks having to buy me able to use this feature. On the other hand, had this Amiibo never come out, had that feature never existed, no one would care. So the fact that the Amiibo exists with this feature doesn't really change anything. Um, exactly. the, base, the base game is still perfectly playable, uh, and I'm hoping they'll make other improvements to the game You know that won't be locked behind Amiibo. <laughs> um, we've already seen some of them. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, I just can't, I just can't get angry. It's like, I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of lame. That's kind of dumb they did that, but I also don't care. <laughs> like, whatever, you know, it's, I can't get angry about it. Well, to your point, I agree with that, that it's it's basically it's still the base game that that feature was not there, would not have been there. And, and now it's there because of the Amiibo. So 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 what? It's there. It, it's a bonus, I guess, to come with the Amiibo. So I, that's the part I didn't understand with people getting upset about something that wasn't even in the game in the original game. So one of the things that I think is interesting the most about Skyward Sword is it was a big announcement for them in the last direct. That was a, I mean, it was the game that lots of people have been asking for, wondering how can this ever happen again uh, on, you know, new hardware? How are they going to change it? How are they going to make it available? Is it coming? And finally they reveal it. And then they have said nothing. And it comes out in less than two months. Well, I'm kind of no, not surprised I, about that. They normally yeah. go radio silent this time of year to prepare for E3. So you think they're saving this as a big portion of their E3? No, no this, is gonna, not, this is going to be communication but, after E3. Yeah. This is going to be a whole different press beat. Just like this it, week, the entire week is was Mitomo stuff on their on their socials. Yeah. Like I was like, I have cared less about Mitomo than ever. Go ahead, Jesse. I apologize. If, I if they're going to do uh, like a lot live segments. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I think this has a chance of being featured there, but I don't think it'll be part of the main main. I actually hope they have a live segment so they can make up for the initial reveal of Skyward Sword ten years ago, where they had the interference issues where the controls didn't oh, work. Oh yeah, so that was fun to watch. To redeem it. <laughs> it was. I was there in the audience when that happened, um, and that was. It, it probably felt even more awkward in person than it did <laughs> on the screen. Oh man. Yeah, I wasn't in that one, but I had friends who were too and they were they thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I, yeah, I, was, I, God, I was gonna say something was, else, and I, I don't remember what you it brought was. that up. And now that is so bad, <laughs> so bad. I felt like, oh gosh. I think I, I I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure like me and Moto even asked the audience at some point like to turn off their phones or something. Turn off, I turn could off be, their Wi-Fi. Yeah, <laughs> like be turn off the Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, in case that was causing an issue. Yeah, that was that was a yeah. very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna have a, I have a slightly different problem with Amiibo because you know I'll still buy the Amiibo as figures, and like the last almost dozens that I bought I have kept in box mm. and uh, I, I did get this get an amiibo pre-ordered but uh, nice. if I actually want to use it that means I have to put the box <laughs> well if anyone has an extra one out there that they don't want to do what a bunch of rotten people are doing on eBay and sell them for 75 to 100 dollars or more if you just Ugh. like to get rid of it for you know actual price Jesse and I are looking for one. So uh, I'm sorry. Do you, not, do you not understand how supply and demand economics works? I'm not getting no, into that no. discussion here. <laughs> no, I'm not looking for one. I've already got. I already have one pre-ordered. Actually, I have two cool. pre-ordered. So one I'm for me, one, one for my son. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you? I think this is. Uh, I think this is also interesting. This is the we're starting to. And speaking of of, of things from from Nintendo systems pasts that appear to be making a resurgence, Amiibo appears to be making a little bit of a trot back. We had traditionally seen it being used for the Super Smash Brothers, right? So there's no huge mm-hmm. shock there. But we've, you know, we've seen this um, uh, 3D Mario, 3D, uh, 3D Super Mario 3D World with Bowser, right? That had an amiibo. This has an amiibo. Are we starting to kind of see Nintendo re-engage this? Or do you think this is, these are just onesies and twosies? I oh, yeah. Sorry. And the Monster Hunter right stuff. I apologize. Yeah. Thank you, Tim, for that. I think what you said there at the very end, the one, the onesie, twosie thing, it's a big release. We're going to throw out an amiibo for this. I don't think we'll ever see them do a line of amiibo again. No. Because damn. Animal Crossing bombed so badly. Once <laughs> they bombed, it just sat for a long time. And they're still in five below stores yeah. uh, across the nation. You know, they cannot <laughs> get rid of uh, Kicks and that uh, that dog uh, that <coughs> be Isabel's friends. My, how that franchise has just gone through a roller coaster, hey? Absolutely. On the, on the right. Wii U, just like it was like that was probably what actually killed the Wii U was uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. And then, like now, five years later, it is the second highest selling game on Nintendo Switch and actually the most, <laughs> the quickest selling game the entire series has ever had, right? Like, I mean, just oh, the real journey. Tables. Right. Uh, there's, you, mean, you, I you don't want 800 this. Pokemon Amiibo? No. God. Jesse included my box this, is only so big <laughs> uh, in our notes that uh, on the uh, the bottom of the of the website, I guess, for Skyward Sword or wherever you find the Loftwing Amiibo, it says this Zelda and Loftwing Amiibo is the only Amiibo that can be used in Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. So all those other Zelda Amiibos sitting around, even the Skyward Sword ones you already have. That's surprising. The other Zelda games have been pretty good about making use of the existing Zelda amiibo. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was surprised, especially because there is already a Skyward Sword amiibo that, that's out there and uh, as part of the 30th line, and it doesn't work here, which is weird, like even as some kind of small bonus. I personally don't care, <laughs> but um, yeah. I can see even why that would rub some the wrong way. Yeah. Even if it was like, here's a rupee or here's some yeah. monster guts. Something. At least exactly. Did something. Basically, exactly, yeah. Yeah, because there is, uh, this was the first Zelda game, right? Where you could get like lots of things and craft 
upgrades to weapons. Pretty much. Um, yeah, they, pointed I think so. that, they pointed that out when they introduced it. They were like, you know, some of the things that Breath of the Wild got came from this game. Uh, it would be great to get some of that stuff, but that maybe they'll patch that in. Who knows? Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about this. HAL Laboratory announced this week that they are planning, quote, the next stage of Kirby. I just, I Only one stage? Thoughts. Like, what is, <laughs> what is, what, what do we do with Kirby now? He's been, he's gone to a robot planet. He fought an intergalactic demon that was going to devour the universe in um, his Switch game. Um, Wasn't he a pinball once? He's been a pinball. A uh, he's been Breakout yarn. clone ball once. Where, where, do, where do we go from here for Kirby? 3D. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think, they, I think they, they, they try that pseudo, once. Didn't they do that on the, the 3DS, kind of? Did they? There was like a 3D game, but it was it was like a it was almost like a. And here's this: it's available right now. Uh, type game. Maybe I don't remember if they. You know about the fighter game? No. Um, now you got you got me looking it up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, the the Kirby 3D game. Uh, I don't know. No, I can't. <laughs> Andros no, I has can't. something in the chat that I want, and that's Air Ride Two. I yes. love the first Air Ride game. Which is a 3D Kirby game, so yes. there we go. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. No, Air Ride, uh, uh, specifically for me, City Trial is where it's at. I love City Trial, and I would love just a whole game. Like, if they just took that mode and made it a whole game, I'm totally down it with was, that. So. I, I, it was yes. called Kirby 3D Rumble. I Kirby 3D Rumble, and it this. was a sub-game in Planet Robobot. And then an expanded version of the game called Kirby's Blowout Blast was on the Nintendo eShop in 2017. The reason nobody probably heard about that is it came out on April 12th, 2017, and we were all (laughs) playing Breath of the Wild. Wow, I'm looking at a video now on my own channel, apparently. It was one of the first search results, <laughs> and I have no memory of this thing. <laughs> so, uh, with- okay, just just for our own curiosity, who reviewed it? Who did the coverage, Andre? Was it you? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Because that would be I, even better. You're like, hey, guys, it's Andre from Game Explain. You're I'm like, just going senile now. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> uh, I, I'm with you, though, man. I, I think a good, a good 3D Kirby, yeah, mm-hmm. be great. I think like in the vein of like 3D Land of 3D World, which which the game you were describing looked a little bit like that already. But I think go, even more bracing that type would be a good stepping stone into 3D. I myself would love a full like open 3D Kirby like Mario, you know, where you can absorb powers. And I guess Mario Odyssey kind of already played with this itself a little bit by taking powers. But I would love to see Kirby's take on it. And uh, I think that's a, you know, they've, they've made so many 2D games at this point. It's time to move on. Come on, give us something, something new, you know? Yeah. I have a question. Is that in our notes, next stage is in quotes. Was that in the article that way? or was Yeah, it, it was. It was quoted. It was, the the yeah. title of the article was quoted. Okay, yeah. so is that like some sort of hint of what it could be? Like it has some sort of uh, staging, like uh, acting uh, theater type? I would not be mad if it was kind of like <laughs> of another epic yarn. Super Mario like Brothers they, had, they had taken it <laughs> right. like, like that because I love like the Yoshi's Crafted World and Wooly World and the way those games play with the medium. Epic yeah. Yarn did that. I, I I thought Epic Yarn was one of Kirby's best games. But. Well, if they do like an acting or movie theme, you know, where it's the next stage or a theater theme where Kirby has to go through like these different theater or movies or shows like or whatever that like too. that. 
type of thing. And then he would suck up different characters from those different movies to do stuff. That here's what like I, it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> here's what I want to pitch a rogue, like dark no, M rated no. Kirby game. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. All right. It's all and it's, and it, it, oh yeah. For, no, but it's like super dark. Like, like when they suck, when he gets sucked in, it just like, you see them implode and it's like sharp teeth and there's like a blood trail and just really dark with Kirby. I want God of War with Kirby. Yeah. 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 It's like, like, what I really want is I want like Kirby gets like injected with like the super soldier serum and he's like basically the Hulk. Right. (laughs) And he just loses it everywhere. That's gamma rays. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Will be ripped. Oh, for sure. Just jacked and just like just destroys everything. Like and then like that, pass. and then that energy like wipes out. So you've got to like, you've got to strategically figure out when you're going to use your like Kirby Hulk. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Also chat Kirby Hulk. Can you guys draw me a Kirby Hulk? We'll put that on our Twitter page. All right. Do some thumbnail art. Come on, chat. Help me out here. Uh, Twitter uh, Kirby Hulk is probably the name of the show, uh, by the way. And it's a, and uh, Kirby is a beat up game. Yeah. Like it'll be a beat up game. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, here's something that uh, a lot of people aren't here for though transitioning including justin because <laughs> you man i just gotta be honest justin you're usually the one of us like when i'm over here and i'm all doom and gloom you're like oh hey marty you know sure look at let cheer up it's not that bad yeah this week nintendo uh announced the new update for uh snes and nes online and you took a big old dump all over it. <laughs> yeah i did uh-huh. i just i just had the gif of ryan reynolds asking but why for, for those i, I normally have, i i probably have more fun doing the research in these notes that we don't go through half of this on the show anyway than I do actually playing the games. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't heard yet, three new or no, four new games coming to SNES online, Super Baseball Simulator 1000 uh, I always called it 1000 when I was a kid. I yeah, actually had a friend that, That's who how had it's this pronounced game. in baseball, yeah. I actually had a friend who had this game. It was a very early Super NES title, uh, and we loved it because in the game, it's it's actually in Japan. It's known as Super Ultra Baseball. Some of the some of the players actually have superpowers, like they can throw a fastball with it, it turns into a fireball, or they can call down lightning and make a breaker ball that is really hard to hit. It's not the best baseball game, but at the time there was no not. King Griffey wasn't out. None of that stuff was out. So this was it. And well, this is we, the Super Nintendo version. So we're actually excited about this in the uh, Baseball League channel in our Discord, possibly using it as yeah, that, That's that the one I played. That. Oh, I thought you said that's NES because no, everybody no, was saying there's was, an NES version. No, this, uh, yeah. there was an NES version, but uh, I think. But this was yeah, the, the one. The that NES I played. version is what I played as a kid. Okay. Uh, also coming is Joe and Mac, which is really interesting because. Joe and Mac 2 is already on uh, NES Online, so they were going backwards. Uh, this is known in the Europe, in, in EU region as Joe and Mac Caveman Ninja. Uh, in Japan, Jesse, I love that you put all these details in. It's known as Joe and Mac Tatake Genshijin, which roughly translates to fight, primitive man. <laughs> uh, and, you know, this is not that bad a game, Justin. Joe and Mac, when it came out, was actually kind of a big deal. People really bought into this game, uh, enjoyed it. Probably not as good now, like as it was back in the day, but it was, it was a good I, try. I do recall Joe and Mac. 
but like we're we're really scraping here. We're really falling down the barrel on okay. the C tier. We're going to get back to that here in just a minute, okay? Oh, also boy. coming out, Magical Drop 2, which is a Super Famicom-only puzzle game. Uh, this has actually already been released on a, on an arcade archives by Hamster, uh, and the Neo Geo version was released on the Wii Virtual Console. And then... My personal favorite out of these four, Spanky's Quest. Yes. <laughs> about a monkey who throws around bubbles that turn into sports equipment that hurt enemies. That was the weirdest part of that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never heard of this game to, before. I used to see advertisements for this game in Game Game Pro and EGM, and I always wanted to play it, and none of the places around had it or had it for rental. I'm I'm fired up about Spanky's Quest. Nice. Is the name like a purposeful like innuendo? Like, <laughs> do they intend to name the monkey Spanky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this, just like and it, it, okay. And I'm looking at the I'm looking at the cover art. If you do a quick Google image of Spanky's Quest's nest, the uh, cover art feels a little bit. Um, and can I share my screen? I'm going to share my screen. Make your job easier. Oh wait, Jesse, can I do that? Yeah, go ahead. Are you looking at the Game Boy version or the SNES? Oh, I'm looking at the SNES version. Hold on a second. Let me. There was a Game Boy version too. I'll wait for Jesse. Oh, oh, go ahead. ahead. Okay, yeah. Let me let me just share. No, it says it says the host is denying it. Okay, now try. Killing me here. (laughs) Okay, like come on now, come on, right? I'm just seeing a black screen. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Look at that. Uh Like that's that does not feel like. Come on. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's 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 not like. I think that I think Justin, this was Justin, someone gotta, tr- trying to be a bit edgy during the nineties. Gotta get this off there. We're not dads after dark, okay? Right. Uh, there you go. Uh, so this is coming out. Also, NES is getting. I'm gonna try to say this. Uh, Ninja Jaja Madukan, which was originally only released in Japan. Surprise. Uh, but it was also on the Wii Virtual Console in the U.S., European region, and Japan in 20, 2006 and 2007. It's also on the 3DS Virtual Console and Wii U Virtual Console in Japan. Uh, ironically, Japan is also getting Taiketsu Brass Numbers, which is Doomsday Warrior in the U.S., and Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. Didn't we just talk about that game last week? Yeah, Yeah. I don't remember why, but I know we talked about that game last week. We talked about that as part of the leaks from Zippo regarding the E3 and that that was a game that was being localized to come over here. um, And it was going to be at E3 because it has not been brought to North America ever. So I wonder if that's why we didn't get it. Well, this is that. Well, 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 it's never it's never been localized. These are never localized. These have never been localized. But. Like it gets released over there, they don't have to do any localization to it, so it's going to be a big surprise over here. There's been, a, I mean, I just feel like there's been a push for more past Fire Emblem games to show up. Yeah, it'll be a limited release, just like the last one. Which <laughs> sounds about right, <laughs> right? Uh, well, these these are all out on May 26th. Yeah. And if then, you want to torture yourself, and Japan uh, because Japan's getting the two other games, they are not getting Super Baseball or Spanky. Well, they'll get they'll get spanky some other time. It'll be you know. You know what I think is interesting is here we are. Uh, we're we're how many years now into the NES and SNES online? Like two years, right? I think so. Uh, and we are no longer getting any SP versions of NES games. 
Have you noticed I that? Notice that? I did notice that. We're not getting mm-hmm. anything extra. It's like, I, I guess I, people, I, I think they heard I, the negative feedback on those. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I think that they probably looked at how much that was used and said we can yeah. put our energy elsewhere. Justin, I want to address something you said a minute ago yeah. about scraping the bottom of the barrel. Sure. Um, here's the thing. I think they're releasing third-party games that they know are not in a position to get released by another company, either because those current companies are not active or they don't exist anymore. They're able to get those because we're seeing a lot of games from Data East, from Jalico, Natsumi. Well, I, I think they still have to have a rights owner give permission. Right. If it's a dead company, I don't think they can just blindly release but, it. But the point I'm making is they're not Capcom or Konami uh, or even Square right. Enix. To yeah, release collections. No one's going to buy a Jalico collection. <laughs> so, so all the games that we are wanting are only being held up by third-party companies who refuse to do a collection of them. And my biggest culprit here is Square Enix. Square Enix is sitting on a treasure trove of uh, SNES and Nintendo Final Fantasies that are going nowhere. That are you know that they're translated. They're either there's a Game Boy Advance version. There's uh, even a mobile version of some of them, and they're doing nothing. Chrono Most Trigger uh, is is doing nothing. It's rotting. Uh, it it's recently had a I think it was its twentieth anniversary. Nothing for Chrono Trigger, and it's and and the biggest one I think people are pointing out right now is Super Mario RPG. Uh, personally. I think it's because Super Mario RPG is getting remade. Wow, that's a uh, see, I never I never had a bold I, claim I with that. Yes, <laughs> I think it's getting remade. I think Square and, and Nintendo are working on it. Hey, I love uh, it. Do you know can finally come back? <laughs> I would love that. I think I mean they updated they update some of the systems they update some of the graphics uh, sound do the works on it. It would be fantastic. Introduces it to a new generation. I think that's why we haven't seen it. Uh, I well, let me rephrase that. I hope that's why we haven't seen it. <laughs> I would love for that, to, but but all of these games and and the people say, well, what about Earthbound? Earthbound was on the SNES Classic. Yeah, but like, what if they're saving that for something? That's all. That's all I'm saying. Do these updates are they not as magical as they used to be? No, they're not. But. What are you going to do? I mean, you're paying your money. You're getting to play online. You're getting access to online stuff. This is like the free bonus. I would love to. I'd love to see some data in regards to how many of these games are actually played after they've been brought over. Like you have X amount of people who have subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online. How many people have played Spanky right after it's after it's brought over? I think the I think the problem with it, Marty, is really what really when when they do this, what it does more than anything else is it shows the holes, right? And that's that's the problem with it. You're like, here are the five things, and I understand your agreement about the companies. I totally get it. But then the argument is what you're really seeing is the holes, because they front loaded in the first several months all the games you wanted, right? You got all the games you really wanted, all the big hitters, all your top tens, top fifteens, top twenties of those systems. And now you're really moving into the C's, the C tiers, but we all have these, these lists where there are massive holes in it. And so every time these show up that doesn't cover that, you're like, well, what about, what about, what about? And so it just really, I think it just highlights those problems. So, right. So do you think that the strategy should have been from the beginning to slow down that initial huge drop and say, Hey, this week you're getting, this month you're getting Mario one. No, I don't. Months you're getting Mario two. 
I, I, I think, I think what you do is you, you level it out, right? So you, every, every drop, you have a couple, two A's, a B and a C, two A's an A and a B and a C, right? So that, so that every time it's a little bit more eventful. Um, and cause now I think you're just in the C class. Um, Andrea, before we segue to our next, our next portion here, as we talk about Nintendo switch online, do you think we're ever going to get more than just the SNES and NES? There was a time when I, when I had hope, you, when you had hope, <laughs> Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I think there will, I mean, eventually, I just don't know if it's going to be anytime soon or not. I would love for it to be, but at this point, I think they're going to ride that NES, Super NES train into the ground as long as they can. Um, uh, Do you think but, that's a Switch Pro feature? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Probably, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it like could be. Like New 3DS had, yeah. had the, uh, the grip on Super Nintendo Virtual Console? I think it'd be I think it'd be odd that they position it that way, just because it's it would that would confuse the branding between what ha, the SNES or sorry of the NSO app itself or the subscription itself rather. Um, I think if they start separating between consoles, it's going to get a little bit more confusing. Uh, I think it's just simpler if like, hey, if you pay for it, you get this. You know, you don't need the Switch can play a 64 game, so it would make sense to lock it to the new Switch. I think. With that said, this is Nintendo, and they very well could. <laughs> that that's and, a very good point. I don't think we ever uh, fit rap ever stated it, but this release is May 26th, so on Wednesday, this yeah. upcoming week. Uh, Would you guys be interested if uh, Nintendo came out and said, okay, you got your Nintendo games that you get in NSO, right, for $20 a year or 35 if you're doing the family plan? But for an additional $5 a month or $10 a month, you can get Company X's version of nso games that they bring on every few months you know like say you know they have ea play right for the the bigger games that they added on to microsoft but let's say ea play does a nintendo version that allows them to bring their older games to nso but you have to pay an additional fee obviously kind of like you do you know if you're paying ultimate a game pass for microsoft you get the ea stuff or if you're going to Luna, if you're using Amazon's Luna, you pay for Ubisoft's license. You know, in addition to the ten dollars for Luna, you got to pay another ten or fifteen dollars for Ubisoft stuff. So, would you guys be open to doing that? If you know, contra not contra, um, Capcom comes over and says, "Okay, here's a, you know, here's all our old games, or we'll be giving out our games in an NSO type style thing that you'll have access to." And EA will do theirs and any other companies, Konami, you know, would you guys be open I, for I that? I think it depends on what the price is and what we get for that price. Because right now I don't think any company really has that large of a library on Switch, you know, outside of Hamsters games. Because they, well, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I, would be I, worth I, anything. I could see an argument if they were like, if they said something on the lines of welcome to Capcom collection. Right. And you get everything that Capcom has has in their house since, you know, 1985, all the way up to, I don't know, 2020, you know, or 2020, 2010 or whatever. You get everything in between. Like, I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah. For an extra five dollars a month, you have access to all those games um, or however, you know, whatever it's worth. So if it's Capcom, it might be a little bit more because they have a lot of games, you know, which may include that Disney uh what uh Saturday morning cartoon thing, right? So um that I'm could be part in. of that collection, I, I right? Mean, so 
That's that's just easy clickbait for me. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got if it. If a version doesn't exist yet, then they have to still have to make an emulator or port it to to that supports all the games. Right. And uh, that's why or, I don't think they. They, I'm, I'm, I agree they have a good number of games. I just don't know if they have enough to say $5 a month is worth it for me. Well, it's possible, too. They could just work with Nintendo, and Nintendo brings it onto their platform already that's already built there for the, for the Super Nintendo. They start bringing those Super Nintendo games over from those companies, but you have to pay an additional add-on to bring well, on... Still, the emulator may have to be tweaked if, the, if Capcom's using chips on their carts that Aren't that Nintendo doesn't use? Then the emulator's got to be updated to support those. New I chips. thought Nintendo made all those carts, and it was the company that just gave them the software well, to put on those carts. Yeah. So, but my, yeah. my point—I know there's logistics. Obviously, there's a lot of logistics. Yeah. My yeah. point Cart is, technology is just, isn't just like here's you know. I'm not concerned about Here's logistics. I'll let somebody smarter than me figure it. that out. I just want to know, <laughs> would you pay extra money to have access to the other sure. libraries? Yes, sure. And yes, I would be one of those people. <laughs> okay. Like adding a channel. It's like, uh, hey, I've already got Netflix, but uh, or or Hulu does this. They're like, hey, you can get Hulu, but you can also get ESPN and you can get something yes. else. But And you just add, you get Disney Plus. And you right. can add all of these together, right? Exactly. I would. Yes, I'm all yeah. for it. Give me the full package of games on demand. Yeah, and there it'll be just like Netflix in my house, a ghost town that we never visit. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. Like yeah. So Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I'm I'm glad you said that, Justin. Um, so E3 is coming up, and uh, again, we're on the road to E3. And Andre, you are our first stop or our first guest on the road to E3. But before we get to E3, Summer Game Fest is also kicking off uh, on June 10th uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern. And uh, one of the main reasons we're getting you guys to come on the show over the next few weeks is to kind of talk about your hopes or dreams or predictions for what we're going to see uh, during the summers or, or really the year's biggest week or two weeks of gaming. Uh, and so with that, we're just going to turn it over to you, man. What, like, with Nintendo not having a schedule set, <laughs> with really no one having a schedule set, uh, other than companies that, yeah, that companies are saying, hey, we're going to go on this day. Uh, and they're very few and far between. What do you expect? Uh, like, what are your hopes? What do you, what do you think we're going to see at E3? Go. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, this, this whole, this whole year is going to be weird. I mean, we missed E3 last year because there wasn't one. And, uh, this year there is a somewhat of return to one, but it's entirely digital. So as one on the media side of things, it's going to be especially weird. It might be less weird for people who just, you know, watch from home. Um, but you know, you're not going to get much in the way of like hands on impressions of these games or, you know, off screen footage, for instance. Um, so yeah, it's going to be different. And I, I, I'm, you know, I don't, it's, I don't, as because of that, I don't really know what to expect. Like, you know, we're, we're probably still feeling the ramifications of the pandemic. So who knows how that might have affected this year's E3, not just in terms of how game, how they're presenting games, but also the games that they'll be showing off too. Um, you know, we, we don't fully know like how that's affected Nintendo's lineup, for instance. With that said, I, of course, still hope it's going to be a, you know, a great show. Um, you know, I hope we get some big hitters here and my, my personal number one, you know, putting aside the obvious ones like, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 is probably going to be there. But my, my number one hope now 
is based on the recent rumors. I want to know what this new Donkey Kong game is about. I want to see this. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Tropical Freeze and Donkey Kong, Donkey, the whole Donkey Kong series in general. And I want to see this uh, a new Donkey Kong game from the Mario Odyssey team, effectively. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I'm stoked for it. So I'm hoping that's going to appear here. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, if you weren't, if you didn't join us on the show last week. The rumor is that an, a new Donkey Kong 3D game uh, is being uh, developed by the same team that worked on Mario Odyssey. Uh, obviously, they've been pretty quiet since Odyssey, uh, which is kind of weird. Uh, they've had every opportunity to do Odyssey 2. Or I'm starting to see people on the Internet call this Mario Iliad uh, <laughs> for following up the Odyssey. Uh, but... Anyway, yeah, man. Like, and I know Justin is super stoked about any possibility of a new Donkey Kong game. Uh, I'll be honest; they could put any character in the uh, the Odyssey if it's as if it's as buttery smooth as Odyssey was, as far as gameplay and just it's all there. It's Odyssey was one of those games for me that was like a complete package, like killer gameplay, fantastic visuals, great sound. Uh, if they could do that with Donkey Kong, they'd do it with Kirby. Uh, they do it with whatever. Uh, that might be I, a Donkey Kong game I might actually play yeah. like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pumped for that. So Andre's got a win in my books. Like, check. Yep, yeah. I agree with him. So any bets that we're seeing that Star Fox racing game this year? I'm convinced it doesn't exist. <laughs> I wish it would, though. I actually thought the idea sounded awesome. I'm like, you know, why not try something new with Star Fox? I'm down for that. That sounds cool. I mean, nobody else is trying anything for yeah. Star Fox, right? So uh, I mean, anyway, Summer Game Fest is going to kick off on June 10th. This is Jeff Keighley's uh, yearly kind of thing. It's actually what he did last year uh, yeah, when E3 didn't happen. Uh, and so... Uh, now that E3 is coming back, he was kind of like, well, guess what? We're going to have it anyway. Uh, we're going to start it two days uh, earlier. Uh, I have looked. You know what's ironic about this, guys, is every I've looked at the list of of uh, companies and publishers and everything that have signed on to be a part of this. The missing glaring omission is Nintendo. Microsoft's there. Uh, Sony's there. A lot of the big AAA devs are there. Uh, a lot of indie developers are there. No Nintendo. What is going on with that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's a bit odd. I mean, Nintendo has a relationship with Jeff, right? There's no doubt about that. Um, we've seen them show up at the Game Awards. There's, you know, so that makes sense. Um, I don't know if maybe they're just like, no, we're just, we just want to contain our messaging, right? And and remember, Nintendo is very particular about their messaging, about how they message it, when they message it. They're very much a controller on that, right? And I think if you look at the E3 wrapper that, that's kind of put around it, Nintendo's beat or whatever that's going to be when it is finally announced, and Andre, you're talking about before, will be very similar to probably what we've seen them before. Hey, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, tune in for a 60-minute direct where we're going to show you this. And that's their moment. That's it. That's all. That's all they're going to do. Maybe they'll do maybe they'll do a treehouse live afterwards where they show off more stuff, but they're very contained in their messaging. Um, so you know, I don't I don't think they would say, well, we're gonna we're gonna parcel off this one thing here and we'll use that for Jeff's event. They are not that way. Here's our message, here's a direct straight from us. So there's no kind of weird, I don't know, fracturing of that. They're very consistent in that. And so I'm not shocked that they're not appearing here. That does not mean, let me just be very clear here though. 
That does not mean that the other um, vendors is the word I'm using companies. Sorry. There we go. That will be associated with, with uh, summer game fest do not have content that's landing on Nintendo, right? If you look at that list of, of companies, I'm sure there's gonna be somebody who's like, Oh yeah, it's also coming to the switch. It just means you're not hearing directly from Nintendo during Summerfest game fest. Yeah. This is what's frustrating is about that is that those two company, uh, these two things or any of the shows, the events this summer is not aligning, not doing things to make it easier for the gamers. It's just competition. And it, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense, I guess, from a business standpoint, but as a fan, as a gamer, I want, I want it to be, you know, let's play nice. Obviously Ubisoft is already showing their show in both platforms, in both areas, in both the summer game fest and an E3. So why can't Nintendo do that? Why can't the others do that? Why can't it just be, okay, Jeff, you start yours off these days and then E3 is going to take over in their few days there and jeff can piggyback off of that or be a partner with e3 to show that and then continue on as summer game fest through the rest of the summer after e3 is done with their part that's the thing i don't understand again wait i should back up again i understand but as a gamer as a fan i want to see it you know just be play nice make it easy for me as a gamer to go to one place to see it all you know well, and follow. I think, well, the one place to see it all, I think, is the problem. You know, having two shows basically overlapping each other kind of breaks that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was just, well, it's only you know, overlapping with the Ubisoft thing, and that's shown in both places. I didn't see anything else that was overlapping. Yeah, well, is it going to be the same thing twice, or is it going to be two different presentations? It's just showing it in different two different locations. It depends on where you want well, to anyway, watch it. I was, I was saying Nintendo doesn't need Keeley. Nintendo doesn't even need the ESA. Nintendo can Nintendo on their own. But I think the, if if there was a gap between the two events, then Nintendo might be more inclined to do both. But I, I think I, I agree with Nintendo if this is their thinking is we want to focus on one event and one event only. You know, yeah, Andre, what do you? They've known when E three is since last year. They've known when Keeley's event is since three days ago. Yeah, Andre, what do you think of this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. I, I even myself as a consumer, like I'm, you know, or, you know, from a consumer perspective, I'm I'm confused about why even the summer game fest is happening around this time. Like it just seems yeah. like it's going to, it, it's a confusing time. I especially with everything being online already, it's just going to all kind of like merge together anyway into one like giant event. Maybe that's maybe that's Keeley's goal. I don't know. If there was a timing issue. Maybe you know, with E3 possibly being up in the air until relatively recently maybe keely was planning on just continuing game fest or uh, the summer game fest again this year yeah. i don't know maybe there's pre-existing agreements i don't fully get it i think it makes sense for nintendo to stick to one event just keep the messaging on point as uh, i think it was jesse who was saying it doesn't really matter you know where they do it like <laughs> they can do their own thing they don't need anyone they can do their own thing they want to and people would pay attention to it so yeah um but i think nintendo's just sticking with what's worked before and that's been at e3 i agree Hey, let's dive a little bit more into E3. Jesse, do you got a bumper? Or for like, let's discuss or rumors or something? Perfect.
Well, and of course, as we mentioned, Andre's here to give us some more rumors. And of course, he's, he's or not rumors, I apologize, uh, his predictions about E3. Maybe he knows rumors we don't. Uh, but Andre, you hit us first with Donkey Kong Country, right? You're hoping for that. I support that. What else do you got in your magical bag of wishes and hopes and dreams for E3? Mario plus Rabbids 2. Nice. Yes, yep. that is definitely on my list as well. You think that one's coming Someone back, in the eh? chat also mentioned that. I think so because uh, there was uh, there were some rumblings a little while ago of it of it possibly being in the works. I think it makes sense. It seemed to be it, it was a big success. We saw mm-hmm. uh, uh, rank highly on the recent Nintendo sales data, um, so it would be silly not to make a sequel. And we're far enough out at this point that it would make sense. I think we're three years removed from four, uh, from four already. Yeah, look at that. Uh, so yeah, and um, you know we've already had we you know, they've already did a pseudo sequel with. Donkey Kong with it, the form of the, of the DLC. Yeah, I think it's been long enough that we could have a proper full game being announced now, and uh, I would love to see what they could do by taking an established formula and now just running with it. Right? Like, yeah, it proved it worked. Now let's see what else they can do with it. And Ubisoft has been seeing some pretty good sales on the Switch as well. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Mario and Rabbids was a huge seller for it. Starlink, not so much. Uh, but even as you transition over something like Gods and Monsters, that did quite well on the Switch as well. So Ubisoft is seeing that financial kind of benefit from that. Uh, I'm not shocked. And of course, you know, they're Just Dance games they release every year. So I suspect Just Dance 2022 is probably on your list as well. We'll give you that for the bingo card uh, as it is every year. So, yeah, I think I think that's a great one. Yeah, do you think that's going to be announced at Ubisoft or do you think it's going to be our third event or do you think that Nintendo is going to announce that one? I think it probably be a Ubisoft thing again. I assume, I assume it'd be just like last time. They're the publisher. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they would handle the announcement of it. Yeah, yeah for they, sure. Jesse they announced a few weeks ago that they wanted to focus more on using their high end IP towards the free to play games. My first thought was, well, that kind of shoots rabbits too out the window, unless they've already had this in the works. If it's not released soon, it probably won't be. Yeah, I think I think Ubisoft would be very happy to continue working with Nintendo, right? Uh, and, and I think definitely the work that that team did for Mario and Rabbids kind of justifies continuing that that relationship, specifically in that franchise, right? Again, Starlink, Star Fox, I believe that's something to be debated. Uh, Andre, what else you got in that bag of tricks? <clears throat> uh, I, I, I what I want uh, is a. It is. It's. There's a few anniversaries this year. It's Zelda's 35th, of course. Uh, Metro's 35th. Not that that matters uh, to Nintendo. Uh, but it's also <laughs> Donkey Kong's 40th. And I think as part of this new Donkey Kong game, we could possibly get a a full on HD update of the original Donkey Kong arcade game, much in the vein of like Pac-Man Championship Edition or you know any of those HD updates of those classics. So I would love to see that rolled out as part of the whole Donkey I'd be Kong. For that. So do you think it's like a Donkey Kong 99? No, I, d- I don't think it's a Donkey Kong 99. I, I, I'd be using, down with that too. Just using 3D models instead of... Pixels, yeah, pretty right? much. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, like there's just an updated version of the original Donkey Kong, you know, that with a few modern twists. Like it's not it's not a pixel for pixel remake. It's a it's a fresh feeling version of the classic Donkey Kong game. Is nice. it like Donkey Kong 96 where you can do backflips onto the next greeter? Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, I'll take it here. I Donkey would be Kong all for that. That was a fantastic game. That was a dubstep nice. music in the background. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Excellent. I like those predictions. Anything else you got you want to share? I, I think we are overdue for another, for a, a new Nintendo racing game. We've had Ooh. Mario Kart 8 and, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and that wasn't even new. <laughs> and I think that's it. I don't think we've had any other first-party racing games. So I'm predicting... We will see another racing game 
And you know what? I'll go all in. I think it'll either. I think there's a chance it could be wave race. But I'm I'm hoping it will be F zero. F zero. F zero seventy. Thirty five is too little. Ninety nine is too much. I think F zero seventy will land right in the middle. And I can, I can even see the font like doing some cool thing with a seven looking like part of the the Z uh, in zero. Nice. Yeah. So do you see that as opposed to something like Mario Kart nine or Mario Kart whatever? I I think Mario Kart Nine would probably be uh, would probably end up on whatever the next Switch is, whether it's Switch Pro or Switch Two or whatever. Oh, okay. Else. So I think so, we're probably still at least a year out from that. Interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. What do you guys think? Racing game F Zero. I like it. Wave Race. All right. I'd be all in for F Zero, even if it was just uh, online. You know, like the seventy type thing, like he's talking about. Uh, it's way overdue. <laughs> That's right. Online F Zero. Come on. I'm still pulling for my F Zero pitch, you know, where Captain Falcon is trying to raise money for his ramen noodles restaurant. <laughs> yes. But so so your game has 70 racers. Yes. <laughs> so your game will have 70 racers where 65 of them can't make the first turn and they fall off the edge. <laughs> yes. Bingo. I like it. All right. I'll get anything else here. Uh, yeah, uh, based on the recent online update, I am predicting that Mario Party will get DLC. Ooh. New boards. Finally getting new boards. Uh, new boards, new characters. It'll be like a, almost a, you know, like a DLC expansion pack for Mario Party. Okay. So you don't think they're going to come up with your, your, so, so just so I'm clear, maybe some clarity on this. You do not think there is a Mario Party 2 or whatever no, you want to call I it. Think I this, is have- their, this is theirs for the system, right? This is the one. That's exactly it. They used to, they used to have the annual model with them. They abandoned it, strangely enough. Uh, and I think in this case, I would have predicted it being Mario or Mario Party Two originally, but based on the fact they updated the original game, now what three years old? Guys, lost all track of times. Wait, two and multiple and half, years old. Yeah, two and a half years. No, up, there were no other updates to the game. They have really any much in the way of online originally, but they did this massive update to it. I think there's a chance they're going to treat it as a platform now and. Uh, finally gave us the DLC it deserved all this time. Nice. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, the chat is yelling at me. I have to ask this question, Andre. Is it on your list? Do we get a Smash reveal? And if so, who? Oh, yeah. Well, totally getting a Smash reveal. As for who, I have no idea. Like, we're at the point now. I, it's like all, most of the big characters are there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what's left? Um, I, I'm seeing the chat uh, going all in on Crash. I would love, I would love Crash. It's- I'm going to say this. Nintendo has put out way too many, way too many new Waluigi renders. <laughs> I, why, why would they do that? Why, I mean. Why not? <laughs> right? It's, it's Waluigi. It's going to happen. I hope so. Finally I love going, it. I, mm, and it's, I mean, what other character can you promote your new golf game with? Well, we we Man, talked Bob about this, Marty. We were we were going we were saying that they're still going to do their two that they have left, but as a surprise, last here's the last character that everybody gets for free. It's going to be Waluigi. <laughs> here's my guess for the next Smash character: uh, Pac-Man's getting lonely and being the only uh, Namco rep, so he's going to bring in his buddy Mappy. There we go. Oh, Although he that Mappy already appears though when he uses a projectile. In his hand. Uh, true. <laughs> um, that actually that actually did remind me though. It's going in, going all in on the 40th anniversary thing for Donkey Kong. It's time for Dixie to officially enter Smash Brothers. So let's 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 have it be Dixie announced at E3 for for Smash. Is Dixie just a reskin like an option model for Diddy? 
no, or is it a full character? character? Full on character. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have to bring her hair into it. Like you can't just remap yeah, that to So yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I want a top that plays a guitar. So yeah, I, I'm still rooting for the Konami man from Track and Field. You know, I've been saying that <laughs> since before Smash launched. <laughs> yes. I, every time you say that, I have no words for you on that. I just I just can't. I, it, it's it's fun to have you have no words. <laughs> yeah. What else you got there, Andre? Very often. That's uh that that's that the might list? be it. Yeah, that's okay. that's the main stuff. Like the rest is obvious. Like All right. uh, you know, I, I don't think there'll be I don't think we'll see any Splatoon three here. No. Um I think there's a small chance we'll actually get a glimpse of Metro Prime Four. If we do, it won't be much. It'll be a glimpse and they'll save that for um either later this year or next year. I think the broad I think the focus is going to be on Breath of the Wild Two this time. Yeah. And you think we're getting in twenty twenty one? Breath of the Wild Two? That, that I, that's what I'm not less sure about. I think that, yeah, I actually don't know. I, if I had to guess, I think it actually might be a next year. I think it might be an early title for next year. Uh, but sure. I would love to be wrong on that. I would love for it to uh, release this year, especially with it being the 35th anniversary, but I don't think that would affect its release date or not. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask it or Tim probably will. So I'll ask it for you. Are, are, so you mentioned we might get a glimpse of Metroid Prime 4. Yep. Do you think we hear about a Metroid Prime trilogy or a new 2D Metroid platformer that there's been rumors about? I think, yeah, one or the other. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we get another Metroid announcement for sure. Uh, we had the recent, uh, there was a recent news from a, uh, ret- from a retro developer who worked there 10 years ago or something, uh, who, who, who kind of quashed the idea of there being a port based on yep. the difficulty of it happening. I, I mean, that, I'm sure that's true, but I think if they wanted to, they can make it happen. And I, I would be surprised if it still if it doesn't happen at this point. Um, so I hope that there is a trilogy, if not at this E3 at some point. But yeah, if not that, I think we will get a new 2D Metroid. I don't. Metroid Prime Four isn't going to be the only Metroid we get for the next year. Yeah, games okay. have used motion controls in the Switch. It hasn't. It's not as accurate as the Wii U, and it, it flakes out a lot. But it, it can work if if given a, a fast recalibrate, like uh, Pikmin did yep Mario yeah. galaxy in uh 3d all-stars they're bringing skyward sword over so that was one everybody was worried about with motion controls and then the other argument for the port is that they could just you're right they might not be bringing the port they could be doing a remaster for each one of those so could be yeah yep excellent andre thank you for your list gentlemen do you have any um you know let's uh add to add to andre's uh list do you have anything that's kind of uh out there as well you want to add obviously we're you know we're doing this whole road to e3 we're gonna have spattered predictions i'm kind of i've got some predictions but i'm focusing them not on nintendo necessarily but more like third-party support you know any other predictions they want to throw i haven't really thought of any yet because i still have my eyes on the dragon quest announcement next week so maybe next Next week, I might have ideas once sure. Once the Dragon Quest announcements are done. Yeah, no, I get that. One big thought at a week for you. I get that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Okay. Anyone else? Tim, I, any, anything? Oh, Marty. Marty, I, I heard I'm a squeak out of you. That, that, uh, we're going to see something from Capcom Mega Man related. Oh. Doesn't Capcom typically have like their own event, though? Like uh, in like Q3? Did they do like a little Capcom Presents? Am I wrong? Um, Not that I remember. They did. They did something for Mega Man's anniversary when they did Mega Man Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason I say this because Mega Man Eleven did sell pretty well, and they said there would be more, and but we just haven't heard anything. Okay. So it could be X. It could be 
There were rumors of a new X coming along. Uh, maybe the pandemic delayed that or whatever, but I'd, I'd just like to see something. Yeah. All right. Tim, got anything? Uh, not any from third parties yet. Um, Cause I have to think about that a little bit more myself, okay. but uh, I'm more excited about what Mercury steam has up their sleeve, if anything. So, yeah. okay. All right. I got a couple. Andre actually stole my one with, uh, with Marion Rabbids too. That's I, I believe I believe we're <laughs> going to hear that one. Okay. Uh, my next one is I believe we will see an overcooked three be announced by Team Seventeen out later this year, and I believe we're going to have at least two more additions to the cloud gaming uh, infrastructure, and I believe one of them is Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, from Ubisoft, and I believe the second one is Star Wars uh, Fallen Jedi Jedi Jedi. The heck's that one? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, I believe we're going to see those as additions to the cloud gaming. That's my bets. Yeah, this seemed like pretty decent bets, I think. Those will probably happen. There you go. Anyone want to challenge me on that one? No. That was part of my 2021 predictions of the Jedi Fallen Order anyway. Yeah, I'm starting to get on the bandwagon with you. I'm really looking at what Stadia's got in their catalog and be like, yeah, that's going to come over. That's going to come over. Right now that that Super Bomber Man R has broken the floodgates of games from Stadia coming over. I think uh, I think we're going to see some more of those as well. I do think there might be another game that EA will bring over. I mean, I know there's still a couple more games that they said they were going to bring in that in that original seven. I think it was mm-hmm. that they're still going to talk about. But I think uh, I think the racing games do really well, and they might bring over some more of those. And for me personally, I think it would be really cool is if they brought over like a Burnout trilogy like compilation or something. I think that would be really cool. Instead of just the Paradise, I know we got Paradise, but just, you know, I think the Burnout Trilogy with the bonus Burnout Crash, that was a pretty cool game, too. So I love that. Yes. Yeah. I want to play Burnout nice. 3 again. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one I've been wanting them to, to remake, like, forever. It's fantastic. So good. Yes. Yeah, All I right. think, uh, yeah, I think we've got some good stuff going on here. All right, uh, Marty, do you want, did you want to take over again? Yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, I think it's time for us to talk about some events, right? Let's do it. For our events this week, we're going to throw it over to Sportscaster Tim with an update on the Nindad's Sports Ball League. So, Tim, take it away. Thanks, Marty. I've got some news here. I'm at Little Caesars Arena here in Detroit, where we've had a few hockey games from our uh, our uh, N- N- Nintendo Dads uh, Hockey League uh, that we got going on in the Discord, and just give you guys an update on what's been going on there. That uh, if and for anybody who wants to join, if you come join us in Discord, we have a hockey league going on for uh, several weeks, and then there'll be some playoffs. But we're in week three actually, and let's see, the league has completed its third week of games. The goal scoring numbers have been high, and I don't know if the teams can keep it up. <laughs> it has been nothing but razzle dazzle, but and sometimes lopsided too. Uh, and I'll, I'll, you know, admit to that. I've been getting my butt beat in the in the playing the ice hockey on NSO. So that's the game we've been playing in our uh, in our hockey league series. So week three saw a crazy Greek dragon, uh, not dragon, crazy Greek Dre earn a decisive victory over Bruce, uh, seventeen to seven. 
And then Chris HL94 earned his first victory of the season, 15 to 10 over Santi Rod, 64. And then Drew continued his winning ways with the victory over me, Neo Prime 33. And then Zablanc had a bye week this week. So, and then uh, going into this week, uh, we'll have some more updates. And going into the next week, we'll have more scores. Uh, so a quick look at the standings. We have Crazy Greek Dre and Drew at the top with undefeated records. And then again, next week we'll have results. And always remember if you want to join in on any of the leagues, because we're going to be starting up a baseball league. Like I said, we'll be, we're actually looking at that, uh, Super NES game we were just talking about, the baseball one, Super Baseball Simulator is possibly using that one because we want to try to make it easy for everybody to get involved with the leagues. So we're trying to use games that are either free or easily accessible. So with that drop in there, that might be something we're going to check out. But if you want to be part of the baseball league or we, we're talking about doing a basketball league and then a football league when the football season starts and then currently the hockey, come join us in the Discord and come join our teams. So back to you, Marty. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> uh, and that does it for our events this week. Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Do it. Well, as uh, tradition is here on the Nintendo Dads podcast, uh, our guests always go first. So, Andre, we'd love to hear. I know you've already talked a little bit about Oculus uh, that you have been playing. Uh, but what else have you been playing lately? That you can talk about that's not embargoed. No, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the the online update for Super Mario Party actually totally re, uh, rejuvenized that game for me. Like, I've been playing a bunch of friends online. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, so we've had, like, nightly uh, board game, the board game night virtually, basically. Uh, I've Then, uh, speaking of the Oculus, uh, I haven't just been playing uh, Bubble Bobble, uh, or, yeah, Puzzle Bobble, rather, VR. But I've also been playing or re- revisiting um, Half-Life Alex uh i was you know i think i mentioned before the show i was showing my dad the, the game but before that i've gone back into it and uh, just replaying it there's a new commentary mode now so i've been listening to the developers talk about the making of the game which i find fascinating with them trying to make it work in vr and uh yeah i think that that actually is pretty much all i've been playing oh besides of course uh new pokemon snap though i i think i'm winding down on that one i think i've basically seen everything i need to uh so, yeah, that's been uh, the highlights I've been into recently. Andre, as we're talking about what we've been playing, let me ask you, what game are you the most hyped for in 2021? Uh, that we, you know, it actually is probably, of the games that we know about right now, well, I'm just trying, just confirming, it probably is uh, Game Builder Garage. I'm actually oh. really excited to to uh, be able to like, make games, share games, and play other people's games. So that actually has been really... like I was a huge Mario Maker fan, especially on Wii U, and uh, I hope that this taps into that same kind of energy, that it could be a really great experience. We didn't even know about it until a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is, of course, assuming... This is of games we know about for sure. Uh, if Breath of the Wild 2 were this year for sure, I would probably be going with that. So, And, of course, this, this new Donkey Kong game ends up being... 2021 and i'm absolutely <laughs> probably going to be uh most excited for that but andre quick question for you too as well in regards to that uh garage game would you consider that labo 2.0 or not at all because it has nothing to do with cardboard <laughs> uh yeah um <laughs> I, I i assume nintendo's perspective is that it has nothing to do with labo uh for for me though i mean it, it basically is like i mean 
the 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 core of this game was already in Labo VR. There was a mode just like this, uh, just less user friendly, and you couldn't share the game, so it made it kind of pointless. So yeah, this is effectively a Labo in a different skin, from what I can tell. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I was a big Labo fan, especially of Labo VR. Uh, so I think it's cool that they're breathing new life into a mode that felt kneecapped from the beginning because you couldn't share your creations online. Um, so it's, I, it's, I'm glad it's getting a second lease of life in this new form. Thank you, Andre. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Tim, fine. You can have that as a point. We can say fine. Put it in the records that, Tim, you get a point for that one. Uh, all right. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Andre. Appreciate that. Uh, Tim, since you since you just connived your way into a point for uh, your predictions, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? All right. So uh, to start off, I've been playing some more Animal Crossing, believe it or not. Uh, but it's basically because I decided to um, my whole family's got their own Animal Crossing game. So we didn't come together, you know, like they offer. If you're sharing a switch, you can have up to, you know, three other people on your island. We didn't do that. So I decided uh, to go ahead and create another using one of my uh, profiles that I have for like testing. Uh, if I get a European code, then, you know, I use the European account. So I'm using that account and created another Islander on my island that I already had built uh, for two reasons. One, to see what it was like, because I, I heard other people doing that. Like, Justin, I think you guys do that in your family where you guys share an island. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> well, I'm just sharing it with myself with my other profile. But there's another reason why I'm doing it is so that when Red has more than one real art item i can actually use that second character to get that second item that i need <laughs> so because they cheater, haven't unlocked cheater. that ability so to you know for us to buy more than one art item so at least at least tim's second character doesn't run the risk of like shaking all the trees down like justin's daughters do true or monsters stuff. they're absolute absolute <laughs> monsters right so but that was actually interesting to see and see that yellow tent appear on my island again you know after uh, over a year's time not seeing that so uh but still placing the yellow tent on an island that's already got you know a full set of characters on there and fully developed and all that kind of stuff so uh, it's kind of got a, it's got me interested in animal crossing again even though some of the things are repeating i still get to see it through this character's new eyes but with still having the benefits of a completed island so that's interesting um I'm playing also drive-by and actually these next three games I'm talking about are videos that I have up on uh, the Nintendo Dad's channel. Um, if they're not up already, they will be soon. Uh, but drive-by is one of the games I'm playing. It's an online uh, four player uh, car combat game. Uh, and it's actually a lot of fun. It's very simple uh, and it may turn people off by looking at how simple it is. Uh, but I had a lot of fun playing drive-by, especially when playing online competitively against three other players. Uh, essentially, there's like three modes you can play. There's a coin collect. You're in a car. You get uh, power-ups like you do, say, Mario Kart, where you take your other the other drivers out. Uh, but there's a coin collect battle where you have to collect the most coins in the uh, game in the in the course or on the board. And then you get power-ups to knock out the other player and try to steal their coins. So by the end of the time limit, if you got the most coins, you win that one, that battle, and you get uh, 
you get experience points to move up in your levels. And the levels are kind of like Fortnite-esque, where you get, right now we're in season one, even though you don't play for free and then buy a battle pass in this game, you buy the game still. It's I think it's $25 right now. Um, but you do progress in the season by leveling up. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they release like a season two in the game. And since you've already paid for the game, I'm hoping you don't have to pay for any DLC. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But anyways, there's the, um, you collect coins and there's another one where you're actually delivering like Amazon packages in a way where you have to go pick up a, a bunch of, uh, excuse me, a bunch of packages and deliver them to various people on the uh, board, kind of crazy taxi-like, where you're going to those locations where those people are, dropping off the packages, and the most deliveries you make, again, you get, uh, you win that that game uh, after the time is up. Of course, you get the power-ups, take out other people, take away their packages, and deliver their packages for them, and then you get the points. And again, you are the winner if you have the most packages. And then the other one is kind of like a key, excuse me, a keep away game where it's keep away the piggy bank. So basically you're carrying this giant piggy bank through the board that slows you down, but you, every now and then you get a, a boost that uh, you can get away quickly from if people are starting to swarm you and try to get that piggy bank. Uh, the longer you have the piggy bank, the um, again, you win the board and you get the experience and stuff like that. So again, it's a lot of fun. It's very simple. Only up to four people right now. Um, you're battling against three other people, but simple, but fun. So I encourage you guys to check out the video and uh, if you're interested in that type of thing, especially because I love car combat games, uh, especially racing games in, in general, but car combat like Twisted Metal. That's probably the closest I'll get to Twisted Metal on a Nintendo game unless somebody else comes out with another car combat game. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Next one I've been playing is Ruby uh, Grim Eclipse Definitive Edition. That's been out on other systems, but recently just came out on the Nintendo Switch, the Definitive Edition, which has all the DLC uh, that came out with uh, the other consoles. And that is basically a hack and slash game. And it's very interesting how it goes about its campaigns, because you can go in, you can play with people. Again, this is a lot of fun playing with other people online. That's when I had the most fun. When I tried to play the campaign by myself, it wasn't as fun as if I was playing with other people. So when I was doing the streaming on this game, some people joined in and actually I streamed for a lot longer than I expected with this game because of how fun it was. And uh, basically you're going through the campaign of clearing out the grim on these boards um, or on these levels to um, basically clear the level and and keep it safe from all these grims that are on there now ruby if you're not familiar is based on an uh an american anime show that's uh free on youtube you can actually go there and i actually added them to my wish not wish list my playlist or yeah, watch list published watch. by rooster teeth yes and I actually forgot about that because I remember several years ago seeing the trailers for for each of the characters. I was like, oh, this looks cool. And then never got around to watching this, or watching this show, this Ruby show. But the show's still going. At least they, I think this, eight this, seasons. This, yeah, this recent season was season eight. Yes. So it's been going for eight seasons. And they have quite a few games, it looked like, from when I was doing some research on it. Uh, but this is just a hack and slash, you know, and there's some 
certainly some button combinations you can do, but it was a lot of fun playing with other people online, getting through the stages. And uh, again, seems simple, uh, but fun. So I, I recommend checking out the video, at least if you want to see what it looks like. And then last uh, but not least is, and Marty, you've been playing this as well, uh, Aerial Knights Never Yield. Um, I played the demo. We shared a video of that. I also did a video of this one. It's uh, developers from Detroit. I'm from Detroit, so I had to support it. And I'm, uh, but I'm happy to say that it's a great game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, the music is phenomenal. They do have the soundtrack available for people to buy now, uh, which we were asking when the demo was out. So, uh, which is really cool. And um, um, I won't go too much into it since Marty's going to be talking about it. And I've talked quite enough about games, so I'll leave that to Marty. <laughs> go ahead, Marty. And on to you. Yeah. So uh, we can just talk about this here. Uh, I love this game for a, a whole slew of reasons. Uh, one of which being that, like, I mean, I love uh, the the music in this game. It's so good. Uh, it's some like jazzy, lo-fi hip hop in some places. Uh, it's it's fast paced in others. It's kind of trip hop. Like, I I just love the the. I, I hope there's a soundtrack. Like I know he, there's one on vinyl that you can buy, but I would yep. love to just have one to stream. Uh, if you if you go to aerialnight.com, he's got a, a link that takes you to the where you can get the vinyl, but it also has a um, download that comes band, with it. There's a Bandcamp link. Oh, that's yes. fantastic! Yep. So you can so. do that. Uh, it, it's a really simple game, uh, so much so that you can play it one handed. You can play it uh, either with the directional pad, or you can play it with the buttons. Uh, with each one being a direction, up is like jump. Uh, Left is or or the um, Y button is like a like a somersault kind of mid jump thing. Uh, B is a slide. A uh, speeds you up, and it and so there's this whole story going on. Uh, you kind of get dropped into it in the beginning, where you're uh, this guy who has been experimented on, kind of, and he busts out of the of the lab where he's been experimented on. He's got a like a uh, a robot leg that allows him to run fast. And so all these like people from the facility are chasing them and there's a soundtrack going on and there's kind of a rhythm game aspect to it. Uh, but it does. Still sounds allow like you, trip runner. <laughs> it, but here's the thing. Once you get close to the obstacles, it slows down so that you're able to take a minute and kind of decide what you're going to do. Okay. Uh, and so even for like people who aren't that great at runners and things like, I feel like it's a lot more accessible for them. And overall, just a really cool package, and it's neat to support the developer uh, of the game, Ariel Knight. And I, I just I think it's a fun game. Uh, I'm about three or four stages into it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's what Tim's been playing. Justin, there's a blinking cursor where uh, the games that you're playing should have been. I have been playing nothing. <laughs> You've been playing Fortnite. No. No. No Apex? Apex, yes. But I figured we didn't want to talk about that anymore. I felt like we were probably done with no. it. I just didn't feel good so about it. You're not playing anything but what you're playing normally. Correct. So I don't feel like I add value to this conversation in any way. Perfect. But I will say you uh, today we got a review code for a game called Pathway that is coming to the Nintendo Switch next week. And I took that code. So I'll have some coverage of that. 
Uh, so there are actually some more games. We're starting to ease up into games that I'm interested in now. We've got Knockout City coming out tomorrow. I'm super interested in that. So uh, I do expect some more coverage and content from me beyond just Apex um, because I think people are getting bored of me talking about that. Speaking of things I'm never bored of talking or listening to, Jesse? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about Dragon Quest or Picross. <laughs> the, the game uh, I played is was we got this as a review code a few weeks ago and i kind of finally got around to playing it i did a stream of it i think it was monday night um angels with scaly wings it's like visual novel dating sim type of store game uh where where and this this one a portal is found into another world that on the other side of the world of the portal is a world of sentient dragons and you are, as like an information exchange, uh, you are chosen as an, an Earth's ambassador to go to their side and, you know, not negotiate because that's already been done through like written letters through the portal, but to see that the, tra- the trade that was agreed on get, gets uh, handled properly. And while you're there, there's a murder, so that's going to, you're going to, the deal with that in in addition to then choosing who you want to spend time with in your off time, like your traditional dating sim. So I've only gone through the first chapter. So it was like an hour and a half. I haven't gotten into chapter two yet, but I'm liking it so far. But plan on getting more into it when I have the, you know, this weekend when I have more time uh, before like the three games that come out next week, I'll come out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all awesome. I got. So I just wanted to quickly mention a game that I've been playing this week because it got a brand new update, and that is Boomerang Foo, uh, which got a, an update this week called the Grilling Spree Updates, uh, which added brand new levels and two brand new characters and costumes to the game. If you're not familiar with Boomerang Foo, you play uh, a, an assortment of food items like coffee and toast and milk, bacon, watermelon, all these random assorted foods and vegetables and all kinds of stuff that are very cute, but also deadly because they're throwing razor sharp boomerangs at each other, trying to kill each other in these booby trapped levels. Uh, It's basically like last man standing wins. And it's, there's several modes. One, the first being everybody for themselves. It's based on the amount of kills you get. Whoever gets, you know, the, the biggest amount, it's a set number of kills. Whoever gets the most uh, first wins. Then there's a, a team up mode that's kind of the same. And then there's a golden boomerang, which is basically keep away uh, with you, you grab a golden boomerang and you try to stay alive as long uh, until you get a point. Uh, it's, it's stupid. It's, but it's utterly charming. Uh, and it's so much fun. It's one of my favorite, favorite party games on the switch. Uh, and I think you need to try it. Uh, I love the new characters, uh, hot sauce and cheeseburger. Uh, and there's a promise, I think, of more to come. And this this update actually adds unlockables, like all the, the costumes and characters and stuff are unlockable as you play. Uh, it's a fantastic couch co-op game because it really uses like three buttons and it, anybody can pick it up and play it. Kids, uh, grandparents, you, your wife, whoever. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's, it's easy to get into. It's hard to put down. I've played, I've, I've played at least two matches a night every night this week uh, with my kids. 
Uh, it's just been a blast. So Boomerang Fu, new updates out now, and the update's free. And and the game's on sale for $6. Oh, then it's even way more of a thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. The normal price is 15 so that's almost there you go. Like 60% off. Okay. Fantastic. Well, guys, that's what we've been playing. Let's flip on the community spotlight real quick. And when we have a guest on the show, our community spotlight first focuses on our guest. And so Andre Seegers from Game Explained, really a lot of people who watch our show and listen to our show, they you need no introduction to them. Uh, but we want our folks to know where they can find you, what you're up to. Uh, so just, man, chat us up about who you are, what you do, where our folks can find your work. Yeah, I think you covered it pretty well already. I'm Andre from Game Explained. We cover uh, all kinds of gaming-related things, but we are primarily Nintendo-focused. Uh, we do a lot of discussions, analysis videos, uh, just all kinds of videos, reviews, previews, things of that nature. Um, with E3 coming up, we'll have uh, you know hopefully a lot of coverage from the show or of the show. And we have some features coming up that I think are pretty fun E3-related, especially if you're a Nintendo fan. Uh, so those should be running, um, if not this weekend, very soon, uh, probably over the course of next week or two. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So just uh, type in Game Explained in Google. should take you right there. Or YouTube. Awesome. YouTube would be better. But <laughs> Yeah, make sure you head over to, obviously, their YouTube channel. Uh, give them a, a subscribe. They have some of the best uh, Nintendo video game news, as Andre said, specifically Nintendo uh, in regards to kind of if you're looking for, hey, a trailer just dropped and some breakdowns, some good analysis, understanding of the things that's in there, um, just some great content out of there as well. We're, we're so happy that we've had an opportunity to kind of connect with you over the last seven years and, and support that as well. I think it's, it's been great stuff on there. So congratulations to you and your entire team. Thank you. Yeah. Great content over there. So you guys, please go uh, and check it out. Question this week from our email comes from MechaDragon101. He asks us this, let's keep this creative train going. If you guys were able to pitch your own Nintendo Dads anime, what anime trope will each of you have? Also, who would you get to do your anime opening and closing? Jesse? I defer uh, all my answers to Jesse. I'm out. Yeah, like I don't watch anime. So Yeah, I think I'm the uh, only one Jesse, who it is anime. your job in the next minute to plan the perfect Nintendo Dads anime. Go. Okay, well, I, I couldn't think of any like tropes of, for individual characters, but I thought of a, a tropey scene that we would have to have in somewhere in the show, because we would be in a, a hot spring bathhouse-like environment, where, of course, you know, the men are and our sons are on one side, and our wives and daughters are on the other. They're doing their own individual socializing, and then... Hilarity ensues when one of the kids tries to peek on the other side, and then that never goes well for the guys. <laughs> it normally involves like trays being thrown and getting hit in the head. <laughs> That's and at all some I got. point, somebody has to make a joke, and somebody has to fall over and go, yeah! <laughs> I, right? I, I don't think I even get that. So, like, I'm really worried like, that we're borderlining like into some cultural stereotypes anime, that are not good. Every anime I've ever seen, somebody tells a joke and then somebody falls out in like embarrassment or, you know, like, not me. Uh, you know, <laughs> they fall over and, yeah. 
Okay. I don't know. Make some weird <laughs> sound. I don't know. Uh, the last anime I watched was when I was 15 years old. I watched a Ron Mahaff movie. Sorry. Um, <laughs> That's I'm not a good right. one to start with. <laughs> uh, Marty, any questions from Patreon? Yeah. Uh, so Christopher Logan asks, I keep waiting for the day when NHL 94 will join the list of SNES games on Nintendo Switch Online. He said in chat not earlier. a question that, or a statement? <laughs> not a question. It's not even a nope. question. Yeah. All right. So he, NHL 94 he, is banned from the show next week. <laughs> yeah, he said in the chat that he plans on making, using the game garage to make an, an NHL 94 game. I love it. Yes. Uh, uh, Imagine if he had that kind of passion and could do something good for the world. <laughs> I don't just, know. I, I, I go know. through it. I'm like, why have I been mentioned 25 times? I'm like, oh my god, it's Chris in NHL 94. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Andre doesn't realize how long this running gag has gone. His username is Chris HL 94. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been months, uh, months, literal months. Oh. Uh, well, guys, no more comments or questions. So that means we have reached the end of this episode of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for hanging out with, with us for episode 327. And Andre, we want to thank you especially for uh, your time and your energy. The sun has set in the background there uh, in, in where you are. Uh, and so uh, we release you, good sir, to fly into the night. But we want to thank you for stopping by our, our first stop on the road to E3. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was a lot of fun. So I'm yeah. glad we could kick things off here. We're close. E3 is almost here. Yeah. So you guys, be sure to head over to YouTube and check out Game Explains E3 coverage. And don't forget to head over to our YouTube, where right now we've got over 5,450 subscribers. We want to say a huge thanks to everyone who subscribes to us on YouTube and Twitch. Over 1,010 followers there. And thanks to our 24 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities because they subscribed over there. Uh, we want to say also a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and, and Antonio Contronio and Solo Something. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us at the $30 level over on Patreon. Uh, and we want to remind you, check out nintendodads.org for our merch store, our latest YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, a link to our social media, uh, and as well as our Extra Life 2021, which is already up and rolling, thanks to Tim. You can find us in most places you visit socially uh, by typing in Nintendo Dads. If we're there, we'll pop up. Uh, and then you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And reminder, head over to your podcast app of choice, leave us a five-star review, and some words, like some people did this week. Some of their words were Jesse, Marty, Justin, and other names that have never <laughs> been on our show before. And that's okay. Just as long as you leave that five-star review, it helps people find us, pushes us on up the ratings, and lets more people come into the Nintendo Dance family. For me, for Andre, for Justin, for Jesse, and Tim, this has been episode 327. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Nintendo Dads. 
Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet? <laughs> <laughs>